Hi, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Black and Single. So today you guys have the pleasure of sitting in on a conversation with me and my friend Ron discussing co-parenting from a dad's perspective. So Ron, tell them a little bit about yourself. Hello. Again, my name is Ron. I'm 40 years old. I have a daughter that's 12. And I've been co-parenting for about about uh, eight or nine years, and uh, I've, I've it's it's been a ride, but it's it's all good now. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what co-parenting actually is and the different types of co-parenting because some people may be unaware. So were you aware that there were two different types of co-parenting, Ron? Well, not really. I knew it was, um, you know, like it was a kind of like a good and a bad, like one where you're getting along with your, with your, uh, your, uh, my daughter's mother, or, or and then there was the part where it was, it was conflict, but I didn't know it was terms to it. Okay, so yeah, so I'm gonna break it down so that everyone can understand. So before I get into the types of co-parenting, um, I'll just share what co-parenting is. So co-parenting is basically sharing the duties of parenting. So both of you are like equally contributing to parenting the child. And then I just want to break down five benefits of co-parenting. So if you are co-parenting or if you're thinking about it, these are five benefits that your child will have. So number one, your child will feel secure. Number two, your child benefits from consistency Three, the child understands problem solving. So, and I want to stop right here because um, I think it's very important that your child can see that even though you and the other parent may not agree, but you all are able to work through some problems. So I think that's super important. Um, And Ron, do you have any? Yeah, I think that is important too, because uh, uh, whoever has the kid, when they're around them a whole lot, and even though they don't say them because they're a kid, they see and hear a lot of things like riding cars or being at the house or, you know, anywhere. So, you know, anything that you're talking about may not seem like they're paying attention, but they're soaking it in, soaking it all in and, you know, just seeing what's going on. So yeah, that's yeah, a good definitely. Reason. Yeah, so, and then four, the child had examples to follow, and then the child, five, is the child is emotionally and mentally healthy. So, those are five benefits that I got from my research that I just wanted to share with you all. So, on to the two types of co-parenting. So, the first type of co-parenting is cooperative. So, this is basically when both parents are willing to work together or share decisions for the best interest of the children. And I think, Ron, this is the type of co-parenting that you are doing, right? Correct. And uh, I had a little uh, conflictual, but uh, co-parent, I mean, cooperative co- uh, co-parent is where I'm at right now. And okay, and then, okay, so, and then for those people who don't know, um, the other type of co-parenting is conflictual co-parenting. So that is basically when, the parents cannot cooperatively co-parent and the court becomes involved. And I believe this often happens when the parents can't let go of previous issues within their past relationship for whatever reason. They just can't seem to work it out. So then (laughs) they have to get the courts involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, go ahead, Ron, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say I had to get the courts involved, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't a real like uh conflictual thing. I just went and did it on myself. So I just want to clear it doesn't always have to be that the courts have to get involved for it to be you know, you, you can have cooperative and still have the courts get involved, but okay. not negatively. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so um and I'm gonna touch on that a little bit later because um I just wanna make that note that you said that you put yourself on child support so and you got the courts involved from a dad's yeah. perspective and then the woman didn't actually go to the court, but you did it. So just keep that in mind. We're gonna touch on that um a little later. Mm-hmm. But I did wanna talk about this, you know, in our culture or the black community, 
women have been known to take care of the kids. Like they've been known to be the, the mother who stays at home and, you know, take care of the kids. But I, I believe that in this day and time, we're both working to meet the needs of our families. And I personally feel like as women, we automatically put it together. Like, you know, we have the baby and we understand that we now have to assume the role of a mother. But sometimes it takes the men a while. Why do you think it's hard for men to become responsible, especially like young men? You know, we're having children so young these days. Like I didn't expect to become pregnant at 22. And I don't know. Can you talk about like how old you were when um, your child's mother got pregnant and then how you actually felt once she had the child, like initially? I was uh, 28 when... uh when uh, when my daughter was born and um i was kind of the opposite because i uh when she was born i was the one you know i was so excited and happy to have a kid and i was just ready wasn't planned but i was still excited and ready for it so you know uh all the stuff that the women usually so say do like getting up in the middle of the night and changing diapers I was doing, I was pretty much doing that. It, w- it was by choice, you know. Um, I, that's just something I wanted to do, I guess, because I was just so happy to have a kid. I don't know. But I think that's what it is. But you had said something earlier about uh, about uh, the woman pulling it together and she has the kid. I kind of think, uh, do you think that it would be different if the man had the kid, that, uh, that he would be able to pull it together like the women do? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. And I, and maybe it's like, it's just a motherly instinct that we automatically have. And I just didn't know. Cause you know, I don't know. How do I say this? You know, when we're young, we play with dolls and we play mommy. Right. But the guys, they don't really play daddy or they, nobody really teaches them. Like, no. um, like we're taught, you know what I'm saying? like how to take care of a baby doll, you know, per se, whereas the guys, they don't really have that. That can be true. But I, I just feel like, you know, uh, when it when it happens and, and, and the child is here, it's like you got to, you got to, you got to, everything is sped up, like uh, being, you know, like stuff you didn't know is you're learning on the curve, you know, you're learning right then and there. And I kind of feel like, you know, if the father was uh, giving custody of a child, it probably may be the same way. You know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like if I had, my, you know, if I had custody of my daughter, then I would be the main one going and taking them to get hair done and, you know, dropping off at school and waking up in the morning. So I kind of feel like that's just a, that's not that's just part of uh, you being the, uh, the parental guardian you know, more so than versus, you know, it's just a female instinct. I th- I know that does have something to do with it, but I think it's more so of who has custody. Now, Ron, um, I'm just thinking, like, so you said you think it's because it's, you know, the one who has custody, but what about when you were living with your child's mother, like, and you both are there, um, now I know you said you started off and you were like different from most guys because most guys, um, it takes them a while to actually get acclimated to like this new whole parenting thing. So you were actually, you know, staying with your child's mother and you were doing what you needed to do. So I'm trying to see like when you start, uh, you stopped doing that kind of stuff. Like what was the turning point for you? I guess when, you just decided that you weren't going to do that. Or I guess you guys started to have conflict. I'm not really sure. Can you take me down that road um, briefly? So um, it started with uh, we broke up and, you know, I was going my separate way. She was going hers. And so, I mean, I couldn't be there. So, you know, I had to do it from afar. You know, we stayed in the same city or whatever. And uh, at first it was it was tough because we did break up and um you know you had that that outside conflict you know intertwining with you know trying to still raise your child then it was it was a little difficult you know uh because I wasn't able to see her as often as I was which is 
every day, you know, it was based on, you know, we worked out, you know, I go pick her up sometimes, you know, that type of thing. But um, that's pretty much how that, that uh, split up because we had conflict and broke up. Okay, so basically you were saying that, um, so basically y'all let your problems get in the way of, or maybe you let y'all's problems get in the way of what you used to do for your daughter. So when you, I guess, so it, it, so it got different when you, when you guys broke up and instead of really sitting down and talk about like what you guys could do to co-parent or how could you still, you know, be effective parents for your child, you kind of just let the conflict get in the way of that. Well, it did cloud it for a little while, but I mean, me being a dad was still always number one. I just wasn't able to do it as often as I would like to, and like say, because of the, the outside conflict. But we eventually pulled it together, and it just took time, you know, for, you know, to have our own space and then come back and realize what our number one goal was, which was our daughter. And, you know, we worked it out. Okay, so let's go back to you talking about um, putting yourself on child support. So y'all broke up, and then, you know, some things happened. And you decided, hey, I'm going to go put myself on child support. So can you talk about, like, I guess for you, what made you make that decision? And then what was the process like? So um, it was, I just felt like um, whether we was on good terms or bad terms, I didn't want, like, you know, me, my financial part of it being, you know, caught up in it, you know, maybe we was arguing and um, I had money and I couldn't get into it then because we were arguing or whatever the reason was. It's just I felt like it was better for me to uh, just to go ahead and make sure she have, you know, whether we're arguing or not, she's going to have her money every month, you know. So that was my reasoning for, uh, for, um, doing child support on myself so I can ensure that no matter what happens, she'll still, you know, get the financial support that she needs. And, uh, the process of me doing that is basically, I just went down to the, the child support office and filled out paperwork, uh, to file on myself. And, uh, it took, uh, went through the process and, they sent me a letter saying how much I have to pay. I either agreed or rejected it. I agreed upon it. And uh, after that, the payments got set up. And that's how it is. Okay. So, all right, real quick, let's talk about, um, so you said you put yourself on child support so that your child would be taken care of financially, right? Right. So now when you did that did you think that that amount that you were paying was enough to um take care of the child completely or did you feel like it needed help or um did you do anything outside of the child support how did that work because i know oftentimes guys um especially my age you know and um for those that don't know i am 26 so we have a bit of an age difference but i know um, they don't like child support and if you talk about you know putting themselves on child support like that you're talking foreign so <laughs> um and again you know you had your child at 28 you said right your um yeah. when your daughter's mother got pregnant so you were kind of like older and more mature so then me versus me you know i got pregnant at 21 and so my child's dad was 22, I think, maybe at the time, because he's like a year older than me. So, yeah, can you talk about that? Like, did you think, I don't know if you got the question, but do you think that um, it was enough at the time? And like, if she needed anything outside of child support, like, how did you handle that? Even though, I guess y'all were still in, in this, I don't know, at the time, were y'all still in this conflict stage? Or had y'all moved past that when you actually went and put yourself on child support like talk about that for me a little bit so there 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 is a stigma with uh child support in the in the black community among males um and you know i've heard it before but i mean you just can't 
it was my own personal decision. You know, I just felt like that's what I needed to do. And so I just went and did it. Um, as far as do I think it's enough? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. But um, if she, if uh, her mother asks for things that she needs um, and I have it, yes, I will, you know, do the extra. And I have no problems with that because maybe it may not be enough, but um, if it's something that she needs, then, you know, if I was there in the house, I would do it then. So why not do it now? So. Okay. I like that. Interesting. So, um, I guess like, so knowing what you have done and knowing what you've gone through, like you said, you put yourself on child support and, um, you're pretty cooperative in that, you know, if she asks for anything, um, you will pretty much do it if you think that it's necessary. Right. Right. And sometimes so, when it's, you know, not necessary, you know, I know something she probably may can take care of, you know, it just, you know, it, it just, if it's not nothing crazy, I'm not tripping on it pretty much. Okay, so you guys have pretty much worked through your issues and you're pretty much able to communicate very effectively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't know if you have any advice for maybe younger guys or even just guys in general who feel like they're just not able to work through those problems. Like, do you have any advice for them? Take care of your kids. That's, okay. I mean, that's pretty much basically what it is. You know, you got to uh, put your, your personal feelings, your conflict with your daughters. I mean, with your, uh, with the, with the mother's side. And, you know, I mean, y'all don't have to like each other to, uh, to parent, you know, but the main thing is, it's the kid. And if the kid is going without, then it's a problem, you know, so, and plus, you know, it's your kid. Got to take care of them. It's our future. Right. I totally agree. Um, especially with the fact that you said, you know, like just whatever you're doing, just put that to the side and, you know, focus on your child. Like at this point, they are the main priority. And, yeah. you know, I think you should just do what you have to do. But yeah, that's pretty, yeah. sadly, it's, you know, it's an issue for some people. And, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, um, the child becomes the the uh the the piece of meat in the situation you know some you know if the if the woman feels like she still likes the man and they try to sometimes uh females try to control the situation using the kid on uh, how much you can see her see the kid or how often you know uh you can come get the kid oh I just said that uh <laughs> But uh, I mean, they just use it as a as a pawn of uh, a kind of a bargaining, I guess you want to say. Like, yeah, if I yeah. want to do this, you know, uh, only if if you come do this, you can see your kid. You know, that's kind of messed up, but that's just life, you know. And again, sometimes uh, just stepping back and putting a little time and distance in between each other might help as well, you know. Definitely, I think. Um, but I, I agree. Um, women, they, they do use the children as, um, I don't know what you call it, what you call it. Pawns. <laughs> I don't know if I want to use that, that term, but, um. I mean, that's basically what it is, you know, it's, it's messed up, but I mean, that's just how it go. Yeah. And I honestly, I can't speak on behalf of those women cause I've never done that. I've never tried to. Um, use my child because I was, uh, I guess, didn't agree with something her dad said or we had conflict or issues, you know. Um, I've always put anything that I felt or any issues that I had aside at the end of the day. You know, what we have doesn't even matter. You know, um, what we have going on um, because that's her dad and he's always going to be her dad, so there's no need for me to use her um, as whatever you said <laughs> and try to you know, <laughs> keep, keep him away from her. Um, because yeah. I think every, every, especially like, you know, we have daughters and I think it's so important for the fathers to show their daughters how a man should treat her, you know? And so if they're exactly. not there, then that's a problem. They They go out here in this world and they don't really know how they're supposed to be treated. And I know a lot of women I've had the opportunity to talk to, 
you know, um, they haven't had fathers in their life and they try to find that um, in a man. In a man, yeah. And so, thankfully, you know, I've been blessed in a sense where even though I didn't have my father growing up, um, I, I never felt like I needed to find that um, in a man. I never found, uh, you know, feel like I had to have a man or feel like I needed to, you know, just find whatever I was mm-hmm. missing from not having daddy in in a man, but some it happens right. to some women, you know, and so um, this is what, you know, I think that men should think about when they are um, being petty or even the women being petty. I think they should all consider uh, those issues and just just put them aside. And um, I also, I've never been to therapy, but I, I think that either one of them should, you know, consult a therapist if they are having issues and they can't talk to each other before maybe consulting the courts. Like, go talk to somebody about your problems. Um, Try to, you know, vent to them instead of venting to other people, your family, or, you know, um, if you can't discuss those issues, like, right away, go talk to a therapist. Like, um, you know, have them and try to help you to get through those issues so that you can effectively communicate with your child's other parent, you know? Right. And communication is, yeah, yeah, communication is very key. No communication, everything is lost in translation. Yes, yes, definitely. just want to reiterate, you know, that although you two didn't work out and, um, you know, you went your separate ways, you still have found a way to uh, effectively raise your child together. So um, how beneficial do you think it is, like, to be cooperatively uh, co-parenting? It's very beneficial. Uh, it's, for me, the kid, her, uh, when everything is going good, then everything is good. You know, we're not having, you know, like say, conflict about uh, – me having a girlfriend or her having a boyfriend, you know, stuff like that. And, and, and bringing that into raising a kid and, you know, um, it's, it's just, you know, it just makes life a lot less stressful. It's one less thing I have to worry about. You know, if I could just call my daughter's mother and be like, whatever, whatever, you know, okay. All right. We worked it, you know, okay. Whatever, you know, bam, that's it. You know, it's not any arguments or back and forth. You know, it's it's just straight positive communication. That's awesome. So um, I know you said that, you know, you just said that you guys have, you know, pretty positive uh, communication. But do you ever have conflict? And if so, um, how do you guys handle it? Like, um, do you discuss issues around your child? Do you try to, like... um, you know, discuss your issues when she's not around. Like, kind of talk about that process for me. Nah, we never discuss issues in front of her. Uh, I mean, it's really no point. To me, it's no point in discussing this adult issues. She can't solve any of them, uh, my daughter. Uh, so we try to keep, you know, if we do have any uh, disagreements or anything, we keep it amongst each other, try to work it out as quick as possible so we can get back to doing what we do okay so that's pretty cool so um basically no issues discussed in front of your child I think that's so important because that child should not even know that you guys have any issues you know to them they should know that you're able to effectively communicate with each other and that's all they should know I, I I agree with that and then um you know while doing a little research I did find that um, co-parenting, it has a very strong influence on the mental and, and emotional well-being of the child because I think that when the parents have conflict, you know, the child doesn't know what to think and it really affects their mind. You know, they're like, why can't you guys get along? Or, you know, and they don't feel like they can come to you both because you're always talking about the other one or, you know, there's just so many issues um, when you can't um, co-parent. And, then and that's true. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. I was going to say that was true because uh, I'm also a school teacher, a uh, middle school school teacher. So I have kids in this, just about the same age my daughter is. And and uh, and the school, I work at an economically challenged school. And, 
And I hear a lot of that. You know, the kids come up there and uh, they're, uh, I ain't going to say sad face, but they just look like they're, you know, they're just out of it. I talk to them, some of them, oh, my parents arguing, or my dad just left, or my mom told me, you know, this, that, and the other. So they might not express their feelings uh, towards the parents, but I can see, you know, the, the, uh, the negative effects that it has on kids, you know, it may cause them to be disruptive in school or act out in another kind of way just because of something that they've seen at home. You know, their parents arguing, they might take it out on their girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, because that's what they, they're seeing at home. So, you know, all that stuff matters. So that's why we try to keep, you know, what we got going on to a minimum, you know, not in front of her. Yeah, definitely. I think, that um it's it's so important and a lot of the times people don't realize that just because you know the kids are not talking about it to them it doesn't mean they're not talking about it at school or right so yeah i definitely think again that keeping those issues between the other parent away from the child is so key but um i don't know does she ever ask about like why you guys are not together or do you ever have like a conversation with her um about her mother how does that go you know since she's older because my daughter is um my daughter is four and I actually we her dad and I we don't really co-parent he lives in another state so um we don't really co-parent and so it's not that because we don't have we have conflict because I mean we communicate very well but we're just, you know, so far apart and uh, we don't do that. And so I know my daughter at her age four, um, she will sometimes ask, like, why can't daddy come over or something like that? So your child at 10, how does she talk about those things? Oh, um. She doesn't, she, she's never really asked. I'm prepared to explain to her whenever she does, but um, I think she's trying to, you know, she figured it out on her own. You know, uh, when I left, she wasn't probably, you know, just aware of what was going on. And then as she got older, I think maybe she just kind of figured it out, you know, uh, and then, you know, I've had girlfriends, she's had uh, other boyfriends since then. So I don't know if she, you know, like I say, she's never brought it up to me, but I'm ready to explain it if she ever does, you know. Okay. And this um, this brings me to another question. You mentioned that you guys have had um, other people that you guys have dated. So how does that work out? Like, do you bring these people around your child or do you kind of like, um, test out the waters to see if mm, they're gonna make it because you know like my daughter is four I've been uh, a single parenting for about two years now and I really um you know I, I wonder about that I haven't thought too much about it you know but sometimes I'm like I feel like it's just gonna take me a long time to bring somebody around my child like I gotta really know like we gotta almost be um married for me to be like okay, you can meet my daughter, you know? Like, I just feel like it, people are so crazy these days. You never know what they're thinking. Right. Um, you yeah. never know. You know, it's just a lot to think about. So um, being that you guys have dated, how have you handled that? Well, um, I only brought around one person, well, two, and that was people that I was serious with uh, that I dated for like a, uh, about a year. And it, you know, it was, it was two females that I thought that I probably would be with. Um, but I don't like girls that I'm, uh, females that I'm just dating or messing around with. No, I don't bring them around. If they ask, I will let them know that I do have a kid, but, um, I don't bring them around. And that's just because I don't want to see, you know, like, you know, if it's not somebody serious, that I feel like it's serious. I don't see the need in you meeting her, you know, and, um, 
that's really I hadn't had any issues or like uh I've seen where you know where like the kid gets uh gets uh connected, you know, with the the uh the girlfriend or the boyfriend and you know, I just wanted to kind of stray away from that unless I was kind of totally sure this was somebody I was going to be with, you know, cuz I don't want to uh, introduce my kid to her and then you know we end up breaking up and you know she like well why you keep bringing people in and out of my life you know I don't want that you know whenever I'm ready to to settle down then yeah you'll meet her okay I like that so yeah I think it'll be the same for me again like I said um I think it really would have to be I'm almost marrying somebody. But like you said, a year, um, I, I still don't know. I guess I'm just like, since I've never done it, <laughs> it's just like, it's hard for me to see right now. So, yeah, I think I you, you will know, you will know, uh, you will know when it's time. Uh, like I said, you just don't want to bring them around every, any and everybody you talk to because you don't know. You know, I know we're adults and we like to do our thing. Well, I'd like to do my thing, you know. <laughs> I just don't think it's appropriate for her to know everybody I talk to, you know. Yeah, and that's, I completely understand, but I just, you know, I wanted to ask you that. For yeah. those people who, like, are so open and just bring people no, around. No, negative. <laughs> yeah. Negative. <laughs> but, you know, I've seen it done before, so I'm like, I don't yeah. even know how they can do that, but. I've seen it too. I've been on the opposite end where I was dating a a female and she had kids and I met them like on the first, the first time I went over to the house, you know, and I mean, I'm not that type of person to harm a kid, but I just felt like, you know, it's a little too early for me. Yeah. She didn't know you that well to be. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Ladies, our tip is don't bring men around your kids and even men like if you have kids, yeah. don't bring women yeah. around your children just don't just don't do it and we're not experts in this field we're just simply sharing what we think so right. <laughs> you know just a few experiences yeah just some advice so i think that's pretty much um you know my questions but i do want to leave you guys with some tips for working with the other parents. So if you're on this journey and you really want to co-parent, but you're having issues or either you're co-parent, but you actually want to work this thing out and make it more effective. Um, these are some tips that I found and I just wanted to share them with you guys. And Ron, feel free to chime in um, if you want, but I'm just going to go through these. So number right. one... Communicate effectively. And I mean, we've talked about this and we've talked about how important communication is and not only communicating, but communicating effectively. Like, actually, yeah, I think that's no, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. Just actually letting them know, like, you know, what's going on. Um, just don't be afraid to say what you're feeling and don't just let your emotions take over. You know, just learn to listen. Um, listen while the other person is talking and vice versa. So, and if you, you know, you need some help with communication, there's tons of resources out there. Google, Google is my best friend. And so I I highly recommend that, you know, if you're having problems with communicating, like start Googling some stuff and start practicing. Like, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you may be that person where you, you know, you find it hard to just sit there and listen to a person who you don't really like, or you have so many issues with, but you have to practice. Um, And I think that's the only way that we can get better. And then two, separate personal relationships from the child's relationship and think of it totally different. And I think we've discussed this, Ron, but um, here's a tip. And I don't know if this will help you guys, but um, maybe you can think of your relationship with the other parent as a completely new one. Like consider this relationship is like strictly about the well-being of your child. So you said this, Ron, and I've said this, but doing what's best for your child is the most important priority at this moment. So, you know, if it helps you, try that. Try thinking of this relationship as a totally new one. Like, you know, just not saying that you can erase what happened, but just kind of put it behind you. You know, it's in the past. Just let it be in the past. I agree with that one. All right. So number three. 
realize that the other parent is valuable and important in a child's life, just like you. So I think we often like fail to realize sometimes that just because the other parent doesn't live with us, that they're not important. That is correct. So, you know, you don't want to down talk the other parent just because they don't live with you or vice versa. Like when you have a child and her mother is away, you don't want to down talk her mother, you know, because at the end of the day, that child is going to listen to you and she's going to think about it and she's going to go back maybe and ask her mom or if she doesn't ask her mom and she's going to be thinking about that, you know, and we really don't want that to happen. We really just want them to understand that um, we can communicate and that both the mom and the dad is just as valuable, you know? Yeah. And I would agree with that too, because sometimes we get put to the side, like you say, just because we ain't there, we ain't waking up and we ain't doing this, but I mean, that's the role we was put in. So I'm going to play my part. Now that run, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I exactly agree with that. But, you know, we may do more. Um, but I mean, you do. Y'all do. And, and y'all do. And I agree with that. But, you know, I mean, but when you look at it, the, ch- the court gave y'all, you know, um, the, the custody where she sta- where the kid is staying with you, so of course you're gonna have more responsibilities versus me staying over here, you know. And something like you say, a lot of times, you know, you hear, uh, "Well, well, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this." Well, I'm thinking in my mind, like, "Well, I would be doing that, and I would be doing that too," you know, if I was there. But you have custody, I don't. So, but anyway. Um, you know what? You just made me think of something. So we're going to stop right here. And I remember this guy. I think he was trying to tell other men that just because a woman has custody don't mean you can't have custody. So he talked about 50-50 custody, which means that you have her half the time and she has her half the time. Now for us um, in the black community, because apparently these people were not black. <laughs> so um why do you think that that's an issue for us like what if you had to have i mean like granted you would have to stay in the same area um, right right why do you think and i mean I, I even believe um a few weeks ago you mentioned that you were thinking about moving closer to your daughter so you could help out more so why do you think that this is such an issue um i understand that we get the the kid and the courts always well not always but almost always play in our favor um, we do get the kid, but you still have the option to fight it, or you still have the option to, you know, do fifty fifty if you want. So why do you? I guess you guys get so comfortable knowing that okay, well, you know, she won a custody, she won, and then just sit back, you know, and you're just okay with doing the bare minimum, or um, just doing okay. Well, this is what I got to do, you know. What I'm saying and just accepting that just because she is the I guess primary caregiver that you only have to do the bare minimum like you don't ever want to step above that bare minimum just because well, that she's not asking you to well um I do I do more than the bare minimum and I don't I actually I don't know why you know I didn't contest a 50 do a 50 50 but um I think it is I'm not gonna say 50 50 but whenever um uh, so you know most times it's like it's every other weekend um every other weekend and, you know, some of the holidays, you know, I have, well, well, for me, it's like, I pretty much go get her whenever I, you know, when, whenever I want, we had to understand that I like, if I wanted to go pick up tomorrow, I could go get her. Or if I want to keep her for a week, I can do that. You know? So we had that understanding to well, to where, you know, if I wanted to go get her, I guess, I don't think that's considered 50, 50, but you know, we worked it out to where, like, if we don't have to go by, like, the court ruling where it's every other weekend, you know, things like that. You know, if, if she needs me to go pick her up or if I just want to go pick her up or whatever, you know, I'll do that. Uh, but I don't I don't know why we don't contest it, you know, and I, I don't know. Okay, not, you know, saying there's a right or wrong answer. I just thought I would ask because yeah. I do know that a lot of guys, they don't like to fight it. You know, um, they get put on child support and, you know, maybe um, the woman may not even 
just per se, and I don't want to make a lot of women mad, but I'm like, deserve like all the child support that they get. Since the men men don't say anything, then that's what happens. You know, they don't try to fight it and they just let things happen and then get mad and the women say that they're not doing more than the minimum or uh, more than what they could be doing and they just they just do the bare minimum again. <laughs> it just goes back to doing the bare minimum. Yeah, but I think that uh, sometimes has to do with your communication. I think the the better your communication is, the more that 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 the uh, the opposite does. You know, like if y'all on bad terms, then you probably ain't gonna be doing too much because you probably don't want to see her the the mother. Or y'all might have conflict all the time. So it's just a, I'm going to go get her when I'm supposed to. And see, oh, I'm that get her is this where, time. and that is where we come back to this whole issue of putting your personal issues aside. Like, right. you know, because if you are allowing these issues, like you don't want to, just because you don't see her, don't mean that you not going to go get your kid or not, you know, but that, that is what they do. That's what happens sometimes. And so, Again, it goes back to putting those issues aside and doing what you have to yeah. do for your child, regardless, regardless of the yeah, issue. That's, regardless that's of what's going on, it's 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 kind of it, but it's it's hard for a lot of people because you know I've learned you know now you know uh, and that's not just with uh, dealing with my daughter's mother and co-parenting thing, but just with life that you just have to take the emotions out of a lot of, a lot of things. When you're thinking with your emotion tend to get in trouble a little bit, you know, because, you know, you're hot-headed or you're thinking quickly, you're not thinking enough, you're not thinking, you know, thinking the whole process out. You're just reacting. It's a whole lot of reactions. And, you know, when you have a lot of reactions not based on on thinking it out, you know, you get them type of results where nothing works out. So that's where, that's where that comes in at. Okay, well... Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> we will <laughs> move on. Oh, you know what, Ron? I remember um, also you talked about, because, um, you know, Maddie, I think she plays sports, right? So mm-hmm. she sometimes needs pickups from the game and how you want to actually be there. And so I just wanted to make this a point to let people know that you think it don't really matter now because they're young, but when they're older, they'll think back to the times when you actually weren't there for them. So I think um, being present is so important in their lives. Like you can contribute financially all day, but the kids, they don't really care about that stuff. They care about your time. Right. So I right. think it's very important that people realize that even for me, um, you know, being at home with my daughter and just thinking that I always need to be trying to work so, you know, I can take care of her. But what I realized is that, you know, at four, um, she realizes that I'm always busy. She realizes that I'm always working. And so I had to make time to actually be present at home, you know, because it's like mm-hmm. so easy to get caught up in like cleaning up or doing work or, you know, just finding stuff to keep me busy when, you know, my child is here and she actually needs, like, she actually needs my presence. She needs me to be right. present while I'm here. And I think um, a lot of guys feel to realize that too. Like they think that, okay, cause they're contributing financially that that's all that's required of them. And like parenting uh, is not contributing financially. Like I just want to make that known. Right. And my thing was when I was a kid that I played sports and, and my thing was was uh, when I was on the field, I played baseball and looking into the stands to see if my mom was up there, you know, or my dad was up there. And, you know, just to see them in the stands, you know, being there was, was enough for me, you know, that it was somebody out there who cared, you know, that I could, that was out there cheering for me. And that didn't cost a thing but getting in your car and coming to the game, you know. And, you know, a lot of dudes do say that, you know, well, maybe I don't have the money to do this. We just show up sometimes, you know. Kids just want to see you, you know, even though they're going to want presents or something. And if you don't come around too often, they'll get over that. But if you're there and you're showing up, they're going to forget about them presents. Just be glad to see you there, you know. So, yes, yes. So, so that's one thing so that I, uh, yeah, I do. So that's why, you know, uh, my daughter stays in another city, like I said, and she plays volleyball and basketball in middle school. And, 
you know, I can't make it to every game, but I try to get to as many as I can because, you know, I don't want to be like 10, 15 years from now or when I get uh, much older, you know, and I wish I would have went to this game or I wish I would have did this, you know, I have the time to do it now, so why not do it now, you know, and we can we can laugh at the memories together later, you know, so. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I just felt like I needed to address that. So moving on to number four, and we talked about this so many times throughout this conversation, but learn to work together in solving disagreements. And sometimes you may have to compromise. Just realize that, you know, sometimes just because you want to do this with your daughter on this day, um, it may not happen, and it's okay. Sometimes you have to compromise. Mm-hmm. All right, and number five, establish rules so that the child has the same rules at each house. Now, what do you think about this, Ron? Because I know that oftentimes, like, especially, like, and not, not even with my child's dad, but with my grandparents. Like, when my child goes there, like, they have, <laughs> they don't really have any rules. So it's like she just does whatever. So when she comes back home, I have to like go through the whole process of like relearning everything or not, maybe not relearning, but like reinforcing, like, I'm sorry. I know you were doing this at grandma's house, but you can't do that here. So how is that for y'all? You know, with your daughter going back and forth from house to house, um, like how does that work for y'all? Cause I know even my daughter's uh, father, he kind of lets her do what she wants. And so I try to talk to him about like maybe not letting her eat candy after a certain time or not and letting her <laughs> eat so much junk, you know, um, just those little things. And um, he doesn't really seem to care much. Well, um, I'm probably a little bit that way myself. You know, it's not all no rules, but I think it's, uh, I think it's important to have uh, the same rules, but uh it doesn't work out that way. I'm I'm the more laid back uh, parent, and you know, it just doesn't work out that way. <laughs> now, do I mean, you think I have, it would I, be easier on the mother if you kind of have the same rules? Because I mean, personally, I do. You know, because we have the child most of the time, and then I think that you know we wouldn't have to work so hard if you kind of helped us out. You know. Yeah, I, but I don't think our rules are so so much apart. You know, I'm just like so we have the same rules, but I may be a little more uh, laxed on some of the things. But uh, there's some things that you know or just no goes. But for the most part, we do have the same rules. Um, but I'm just a little more kid friendlier, you know, and <laughs> laid back. Guess. And that may, that may that may be because, you know, I don't get to see her, you know, as often as my mother does, you know, so. Yeah, I'm sure that's know. it. So you try to be like the cool parent, I guess. N- not really the cool parent, but just, you know, I'm on some, some, I'm happy to see you, Tom. Um, and it's, it's not really as, maybe because she's going to school and doing all that when she's with her mother. And then when she's out here, it's maybe on the weekend or days when she don't have to go to school. And, you know, so some of the things that she does, you know, during those times may be lax versus when she's with her mom. So, um, we do have, I do have rules and, you know, but some things I'm a little more laxed on than, than her mother is and probably yeah. vice versa. All right. I guess. <laughs> so, but uh thing oh one more thing but things like uh like social media type stuff um uh, that's a no-go you know like i said we have things that that's just we're not gonna deal with and that's one of them you know like if, if she was she she got on it one time and she told me about it her mother told me about it uh we both sat down and talked to her about it told her why we didn't want her to be on it and you know but things like that, you have to have a uh, have to have a united front with, because she'll be at the mother's house, you know, with no with no Instagram account. Then come over here, and then you know she got Instagram and Snapchat and whatever else they have. You know, no, that's not happening. You know, your mama says you can't have it. I mean, we decided we could. You wasn't gonna have it, so you can't do it over there, and you're not gonna do it over here. So, okay, well. That's one thing you guys have in common, I guess. (laughs) So, um, getting into the last tip, 
is utilizing resources. Now, I put here that you could vent to friends, but I don't even know if I would even advise this. I mean, I think that maybe if you have one friend that you can truly trust, that you could just like get it out, um, try that. But I wouldn't suggest like, you know, just going and telling all of your friends how you feel. Um, I wouldn't suggest that. And then um, another resource is therapy. I think I recommended this earlier, but um, I don't know. For some reason in our community, we don't really like to talk about therapy, but honey, go to therapy if you need it. If you don't feel like you can talk to somebody around you and you don't feel like you can effectively communicate with the other child's parent, I mean, with the child's parent, sorry, just talk to a therapist. Like, um, I've heard so many good recommendations about therapy and how it's changed so many lives. So um, from what I've heard, I've never personally went to therapy, although um, I have thought about it, but I haven't been, I haven't had to go through it. Um, but just from others' recommendations, um, I've heard great stories, so I suggest it. And then um, doing your own research. Like, like I said, um, I encourage Googling about communication. So pick up a book. Um, do a Google search, listen to some podcasts. There are uh, podcasts out there about um, single parenting. And so you can look those up. There's even podcasts, I'm sure, about like communication, um, books about communication. So anything that you're struggling with, you can actually take the time to, you know, do some research and utilize those resources. But those are pretty much all the tips. And I know we kind of got off on some rants. Um, so I'll just go back really quickly. (laughs) Um, so number one, communicate effectively. Number two, separate personal relationships from the child's relationship and possibly think of it like totally different. Um, number three, realize that the other parent is valuable and important in the child's life, just like you. Number four, learn to work together in solving disagreements and compromise. Number five, establish rules so that the child has the same rules at each house. And number six, utilize resources. So that's all. That's it for the conversation. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for listening. And Ron, thank you for being my first podcast guest. I'm so excited. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do this. So hope this will be helpful for someone. Yeah, I'm super excited that you were able to come on and um, share this. So, um, guys, if you thought that this was helpful, please leave us a comment, um, like and subscribe. And I look forward to talking with you guys for the next episode.